welcome back to In This Together podcast. I'm your post, I'm your post, I'm your host, MM, and we are going to be talking about preparing our heart during engagement, what the engagement season looks like for many of you that don't know and for some of y'all that do know. I am currently in that engagement season. I am engaged to the absolute love of my life. His name is Chance. And we got engaged last September, which has almost been a year from now. And yeah, we're still engaged, not married yet. That is, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but probably, actually let's talk about it now. That's probably, I would say, our only regret during this engagement process is having such a long engagement, especially because we are waiting till marriage. We are just wanting so badly to be together um, and not even for that purpose, but really just because like we just cannot wait to actually get to live our lives together. Right now he's down. Um, so we've always done long distance besides whenever we've been home from school. And so whenever like during the school year, we've been long distance because we started dating our end of our sophomore year. So that was COVID. And so we were always, so then we were both home. We live like 45, 50 minutes from each other. So, and then like we would meet halfway, halfway in the middle. And so we were together then. And then our junior year, I went to Florida State. He went to Georgia Tech. And then so we did long distance then. And then he actually was supposed to do summer ball and actually decided um, that we, him and I would get that, spend that time together that summer. And so we actually, he did not do summer ball, which was a huge blessing. So we got to be together for a few months in the summer. And then senior year, we went back to long distance at Georgia Tech, and I was at Florida State. And then now, um, he was home for a little bit after the baseball season ended. And then congratulations to Lou. He made it. um, He got drafted by the Washington Nationals. So he's now a professional baseball player, which is actually the craziest thing to say. Um, And so our lives are going to look really crazy and different. And I'll do a whole other podcast on that at some point because uh, so many people are like, so are y'all already in Washington, D.C.? And no. So how it kind of works is you have to work your way up through, there's like minor leagues of baseball. So you have to work your way up in the Washington Nationals organization from the very minor um, leagues, so like the bottom leagues, like low A, and then you have to go to high A, and then you have to go to blah, 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 and then double A, triple A, high A, all these different things, and then you get to the majors, and so that would be like the Washington Nationals, like playing for that team, and so really interesting, but anyway, so he was home for a little bit, then got drafted, and now he is in West Palm um, for training. They sent him off to West Palm like a few days after he was drafted. They were like, okay, see y'all, see you here. And he was like, okay. So he drove down there and he's there for a month or so. Um, and then he will be moving to, um, we actually just found out, I think that he'll be moving back home for a little bit and then he'll have to go somewhere else. And so anyways, Long story short, we have been doing long distance and not been able to really spend um, the time that we want to together. Um, I mean, obviously, we talk a lot on the phone and whenever we are together, it's just incredible. Um, But we just cannot wait to genuinely just get to spend every single day together. And so I think that's what's made the hardest I think that's what's been the hardest part about engagement is just how long we are just so ready to get married and we feel like we've been preparing ourselves and preparing ourselves and God's like no let me keep preparing you and we're like okay never wanted to be that bride that was like oh my gosh my wedding like planning like that is so stressful um but there are definitely aspects I think that whether you're the planner or whether you're not um of bringing two families together to become one that kind of are stressful and that can be hard because there's different opinions and there's different just beliefs and you want both people to be happy and um you 
just kind of have to figure out how you're going to make that work together. I mean, even think about marriage, it's like you've been so used to going to Christmas and spending Christmas with your whole family. And now you're going to have to think about also spending Christmas, like maybe not even with your family and with the other person's family. So just like lots of conversations about that. And that's honestly what we're really trying to use our engagement process for. And what I believe you should try and use it for is to almost like figure those things out and like saying like, okay, we're going to go to Christmas with this family. Cause for example, Chance has his family and um, like his parents. And then I have my family and my parents, but my parents are divorced. So I would see two different, we would, we we technically have like, see, uh, sorry. We technically have three families that we need to visit on like a holiday, if that makes sense. And so I know some of y'all come from families, divorced families as well. And um, it's not something that I'm upset about or something that I'm like, oh, why does this have to be me or anything like that? I'm very grateful for my family. I'm just thankful that they are alive and well and healthy. But um, yeah, it just definitely makes things a little bit more interesting um, and things a little bit more like a little bit different to figure out and so that's honestly a big use of the engagement season and so that um, has been something that has kind of been like not difficult but just something that you kind of have to work through and try and figure out and then I would say probably the most difficult thing in engagement has just been um, I think that at this point when you're in engagement season, um, honestly, and this might sound super weird and like almost like super spiritual, but it is so true. God, like the enemy knows that you and your significant other, that you and your spouse are about to get married. And he knows what a beautiful, what a threatening thing that marriage is to the enemy. He knows that a good, beautiful marriage that is centered on Christ as the center of it is something that can bring light to so many people that it can help it can help for generations and generations it can spread love truth and light for generations and generations and so honestly marriage terrifies the enemy and he wants to do everything that he can honestly to get to not have it and so honestly I feel like we've just had a lot of things like even just more chances to be like, my, you're really telling everything. But I was just saying, even more like arguments over things that I felt like we never argued about um, during dating. Um, like just like little, and it's as all, of, if I look at all of our arguments, if I'm being so honest, they all go back to something wedding. Like all of them. And I think that um, we've let culture kind of dictate and tell us like how a wedding should go and all these different things. And so you, the two between Chance and I, there can become like such friction because we're both trying to make it like the best day ever and the best, all these different things. And there's so much pressure on it. And we obviously both are two different people and have like sometimes two different opinions. We're both raised very differently. And um, I think that that's something that um, the wedding, that the enemy tries to use like even like the wedding planning process to just like distance um, yourself from like even like your spouse and um, so or your future spouse and honestly what has been so funny and so beautiful is that all of those arguments and all of those different things have I'm not even kidding brought Chance and I to such a deeper level of our relationship and has honestly brought us so much closer 
and, and it has strengthened us in so many ways because now like obviously as you're growing with someone relationship there will be a whole different there'll be different um conflicts that arise and all these different things and i really feel that what the enemy was trying to use to destroy or just kind of like put like um just negativity into our relationship the lord really used it for beauty and for good and um i would say the greatest everyone's like okay well how do you do that in a relation in a conversation maybe where there's so much conflict or where there's so much like just strife and struggle and you're just so mad at the other person and I think what you really one of the biggest tips I'll say um just for navigating conflict whether you're in the engagement season or whether you're in whatever season you're in I would say the biggest piece of advice I can give is when a lot of times, whenever we get into conflict, um, there's usually somebody, when we were going through premarital counseling, we learned this, but there's usually one of the people who kind of can err on the side of shutting down, or they can err on the side of like maybe like closing their mouth and like stop and not speaking because they don't want to speak because they just are like done with the conversation or because they're so mad they don't know what to say or whatever it is. And um, we had one argument where that was kind of chance and he was kind of um, like, and I've had multiple arguments where it's been me. Um, and he's, and I think it's just so important to like not let the other person stay completely silent. And I'm gonna heed you with the warning of like never like forcing them to talk or letting them have their, definitely let them like if, for example, with Chance, like he was like really upset, I was like, I'm just going to give you a second. Like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to give you a second. And we can, before you say anything, and I was going to say, well, like, I want to know, like, what are, you, what are you thinking about this? And so, like, never forcing them to say something, like, at that, that like, specific moment, but just giving them a second be like, what are, what are you thinking? Like, it doesn't have to be eloquently said. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like, just, like, how are you feeling? Like, how are you, what are you thinking right now? So you can kind of figure out, like, what the truth is in this situation and in this relationship and in this confrontation and conflict right now. And I feel like that always just goes so well because I feel like the only way to ever really get through an actual argument or conflict or whatever is to let the truth set you free. And the truth is not being silent. And the truth is obviously what you say is you say it in love. Um, but even if you don't know how to say it, like, like, by like what you said to me like actually like really hurt my feelings and it's like it does that's not like the most eloquently sad thing that's like but I give you so much grace and all those different things like no it's just him telling me like okay like you hurt my feelings and I'm that's where like I'm kind of gotta be like okay like I really didn't mean to I think I just came off like this and I'm so sorry and blah 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 you know and so I just think it's really important um I don't know I just found so much recently that I used to dance around conflict and I used to sugarcoat things like no other and I'm not saying that that means that you should be blunt or you should be rude um I think that there is a beauty whenever you speak the truth in love and um like for example let's say Chance was really frustrating me because he um wasn't texting me back or he wasn't texting me um if I called him and said I can't believe you never text me back you must like you must not think that I'm important like that is not kind that is not speaking the truth in love like yeah he might not be texting you back but that's not how you say it and that might be how it makes you feel but that's not how you say it if I instead were to call Chance, and you know, you see what that does, like, immediately, Chance puts up his walls, and immediately, like, he's like, oh, like, you think that I don't care about you, you know, like, it's so much harder to get a resolution for conflict, because you are 
like almost like poking them in a way. And it's because of how you said it. You're not saying the truth in love. If I were to call Chance on the other hand and said and say, hey, Chance, like, I love you. And I'm sure you don't mean to, but you not takes me back, like really makes me feel as if like maybe like you have more important things than me or and just be like I know that that's not true but that's how I feel when you don't text me back in this and that see that like saying like this is probably not what how you wanted to make me feel but this is how I feel like that is so and it's the truth it's how it's making me feel my emotions my feelings they're valid but it's realizing that those things um, are not actually how Chance is wanting to make me feel, you know, like, I know how much he loves me, I know that he would never try and make me feel like I was unimportant to him, that's never his intention, and I think sometimes we have to err on the side of grace, and we have to err, especially with our spouses or with our friends, uh, I think it's so easy to be like, oh, he did that on purpose because he wants me to do this, because he wants me to do that, and because he wants me to be angry, and it's like, a lot of times, like, he was just going to go to the bathroom or stuff like that. Like, it's just not that deep. But I think that we err sometimes um, on the side of just like offense rather than on the side of grace. And I just really want to challenge you of that because there's so much more beauty whenever you err on the side of grace. I'm not saying like erring on the side of the grace doesn't mean like never talking to him about not texting you back and like making you feel like that because then that leads to an unhealthy relationship and you being mute but erring on the side of grace as in he didn't mean to make me feel like that. Like that wasn't his intention. And so that's something that um, I hope that kind of helps you in conflict with any relationship, especially your spouse and especially um, the person that you're dating or whatever it is. And so anyways, that's kind of how we handle conflict. And um, But the engagement season has never been a time as such that we have just learned so much about how to fight and how to fight right and how to almost just really um, be honest with each other. I think that you realize now like, okay, we're gonna be married. Um, and just like, it's really a time where you're preparing not only your hearts, but also the habits that you have. Like our, whenever we get into arguments, like changing one of my habits was, I was the one who would shut down a lot. And like changing my habits um, from doing that, um, changing my habits of, I used to be a horrible, horrible communicator and um that has led me like this preparing season like I don't want to be a horrible communicator when Chance and I get married and so I'm really trying my best and I think if you asked him hopefully you'd say I've really improved um but I'm really using this time to like prepare um my habits before whenever I get married like me communicating with Chance it's just a habit like, it's just something that I do every day. Um, because there's going to be, once you get married, a lot of changes. You're finding a whole new rhythm in your life. Um, you are living with someone 24-7 which in the same room, which you probably never had before um, or in a very long time. Um, or at least you probably never lived with a male before in the, or a female if you're a male um, at the same time uh, or for the rest of your life. And so um, there's going to be a lot of changes there. So I think the importance of engagement is actually really preparing like these healthy habits um, and just the healthiest version of you. I was reading a book um, the other day and it was talking about, it was, it was talking about how the husband was saying, I just wish that before I got married, I would have worked more on myself, not in the sense of like 
like train hard, all these different things, which I feel like culture really tells us to do in engagement. We'll talk about that in a second. But he was saying, I just really wish that I would have like really like learned more about myself, learned more about my habits, learned more about just how I do things and all those different things before I got married to my wife. So that way I could come in um, as the strongest person for her. And I thought that was really beautiful. And honestly, whenever people talk about like preparing your heart and preparing all this for marriage, I used to kind of like just like laugh because I was like, what do you mean preparing your heart? Like you already decided to get married. Like y'all just get married and figure it out from there. And so, but I realized very quickly in this engagement season um, that it's really meant to prepare your heart in the sense of we I was listening to church the other day or I was at church the other day and my pastor was talking about preparation prevents panic and preparation and in the sense of even that with marriage it's like if you can prepare then when these things come up like maybe this this conflict and all stuff you won't panic and you won't freak out i'm not saying like panic and then you're like oh my gosh i should leave my spouse i'm just saying like panic in the sense of like maybe you say something rude or maybe you say something that was hurtful or you respond in a way that's not um the way that you would have responded if you would have just prepared and um i think that also too it's talking not only about preparing for um, whenever you're dating, you probably haven't talked anything about finances. <laughs> you probably haven't talked anything about the holidays with your families, um, all these different things that are so important because you're about to be living your life together. I mean, you might have it while you're married and that's awesome, but we, I know we did it. Chance and I didn't talk about the finances. I mean, he knew a little bit about, I knew a little bit about how much money he had and he knew a little bit about how much money I had, but we hadn't talked about like the really like budgeting and the all of those kind of things and really that's one of the also really important parts about preparing your heart is also preparing um those things like the finances and the holidays because eventually those things are going to protect if you can prepare them and all these different things you can protect your heart in the future um for when you are married and you're at, so if you look at it like that with the finances it might be something that you're like dreading talking about or whether you're ta- dreading talking about your debt or whether you're dreading talking about your families and like your just different fi- family dynamics. It's like if you prepare your heart now and if you are like, okay, well, I'm already prepared. My heart's already prepared. But have you prepared his heart for your family dynamics or have you prepared his heart for your debt or have you prepared his heart for whatever X, Y, Z? And I think that that's so important. And it's not that you're, it doesn't have to be like this super heavy conversation or anything like that. For Chance and I, it's honestly been such a joy because you get to know them so much better. You get to know their families so much better. You get to know just so much more of who they are. Um, And you get to see where they really put their value, even in like budgeting and stuff like that. And so I don't know, I just think it's a really beautiful process. And I think also in the terms of debt and all those different things like that is going to be something that your spouse is taking on and that is I just want to say that there are so many incredible reasons that we have to take out loans and that we have to get go into debt sometimes and so I don't want it to be like this huge negative thing or this huge negative aspect of course it's going to weigh on your heart um but that will be a beautiful thing that y'all can walk through together and don't ever forget whether the loans or whatever it is because I know a lot of people have like student loans or all these different things like the beautiful things that that allowed you to do and just continue to be praying over 
um, just that debt in general. I know that's kind of a weird conversation to have, but pray over that debt and just be praying that God would just reveal to you ways maybe as to how you both can um, just be able to pay off that debt or whatever it is. Um, but now you have a teammate that is going to do it with you. And I just think that that is so important. And so for that aspect, I really want to encourage you for preparing your heart. You really need to be preparing the finances and the families and all of those different things. And um, I just think that that's so important. And now I'm going to kind of talk a little bit to preparing like your actual heart. And so Chance and I are long distance as I have kind of gone through our spiel of everything. And so we've been a long, dis long distance for a lot of our engagement process. And I would say that our engagement process has been, it has been so beautiful. Um, it has really been one of the most refining. I think that's a beautiful way to put engagement is you're really refining um, your relationship and you're really refining yourself too. And I wanted to kind of put this out there, but it talks about in this book, it talks about how there are two, a relationship, um, just because it's a relationship is made up of two individuals. And however healthy those two individuals are is however healthy that relationship is going to be. And um, you could also say it in the terms of like, however, the a relationship is made up of two individuals and however healthy or faith-filled or God-centered those two individuals are is how that relationship will be. If you are waiting and if you are not maybe God-centered right now in your life um, and you just think that once you get into this relationship that you are just going to all of a sudden like seeing him being God-centered is going to make you all of a sudden God-centered and that will be your relationship. I hate to break it to you, but it's not going to be like that. I mean, yes, he can encourage you and challenge you. It's going to be awesome. But I also want to say you're missing out on a lot of the beauty Why, if you're just waiting for him to kind of be the one or for her to be the one, if you're a guy listening to this, um, for her to be the one to really lead you there. And so I would really encourage you right now, and this is something that has been so beautiful about Chance and I being long distant, is that we have had so much time to be like, okay, like, I want to work on who I am, on my relationship with the Lord. I want to work on becoming more like Jesus before I get into relationship and before I become one with chance. And if you've already maybe been married and you're listening to this, it's never too late. Um, even if you find yourself at the beginning of marriage and you're about to get married and you're freaking out right now because you're like, wow, like I am not God-centered right now. He's not God-centered right now, blah, blah, blah. And you're freaking out. It's never too late. Um, and it is never, ever too late. And those, that is something that you can work on together. Um, I just know that for since that's something that's really been something that I wanted to do before we get married um, because Chance and I's married life is going to look really crazy and a lot different than a lot of other people. We will have five months um, kind of like a normal married couple. And then after that, we will be moving like crazy probably. We will be living with other people, um, like with roommates and stuff because of baseball and because of where they put you in housing and stuff. And so we only have like, we knew we wanted to have a really strong foundation going into marriage because we only have like five months of like a normal married couple. And so we kind of wanted, and I know that things will come up then um, that we'll be working on and stuff, but we really just wanted to get those things um, together. And I also just pray that that's something that you want to do too, is really just prepare your heart. And that's probably why you're listening to this. And so now it's kind of like, how did you do that? And um, what I and Chance have both did is we actually went to premarital counseling. And y'all, I cannot even 
express how amazing premarital counseling is, truly. I mean, we went with experienced church, Pastor Jordan Tardo um, in Tallahassee, because he is incredible, and he is one of my favorite pastors. Um, he is the one of the reasons why I really know the Lord, um, and I've been there. I went to, he, they actually, he was a youth pastor whenever I was in middle school, and at that church and then he ended up whenever I was going to college I kept on praying and praying and praying for a church in Tallahassee and y'all I hadn't seen him since middle school because we don't I didn't go to the same church throughout high school and I was leaving my to go to college and I hadn't seen him in years and I saw him at our church and I was like what are you doing at this location like why are you here you're usually at the other one and he's like oh I'm like saying everyone I'm telling everyone goodbye and I was like why are you telling him goodbye and he was like Oh, I'm on my way to go um, plant a church in Tallahassee. And I went to Florida State, which is in Tallahassee. And I just bawled. I was like, you're kidding me. And so I got to be a part of um, kind of launching that church with them and just part of the launch team. And um, I ended up getting really busy throughout college. So I wasn't able to be as involved as I would have loved to. But um, I just have so much respect for him. And um, maybe you're hearing that. You're like, well, I don't have any pastors that I'm close to. And that is totally okay um chance didn't know pastor jordan at all really and it was kind of cool because pastor jordan even said to him and he was like you know i might have known maya longer um but that doesn't make me any more on her side if anything it makes me more on yours and he's like no i'm just kidding i'm not on anyone's side um and he's not obviously he's really just there to help us grow in relationship and to help us see one another um better but what I would say is that even if you don't even know the pastor at all I know that it can be so intimidating doing premarital counseling I don't know why but I just was terrified if I'm being completely honest when everyone talk about premarital counseling I'm like oh my gosh like their their goal is to break us up or <laughs> I don't know I just got so I was like they're gonna talk about like this super deep stuff and I am gonna want to like just cry and I don't want to cry in front of my and pastor Jordan or whatever it is I don't know I just got so and I don't know if you may feel like that but I was just kind of scared of what premarital counseling was going to look like and um like if it was going to be like a activity where we both like breathe out our feelings and breathe in like breathe out our feelings and breathe in like the Holy Spirit I don't know I was just so worried that was gonna be something kind of weird um and it wasn't it was incredible it was honestly we went through the book oh I'll have to I'll put it in the description because I can't remember the name oh it was the Ten Commandments of Marriage the Ten Commandments of Marriage, if you are engaged, was an incredible, incredible book. And I, that is something, one of the biggest ways Chance and I prepared our hearts, obviously through premarital counseling too, but um, through that book is what we walked through during premarital counseling. And y'all, it was just incredible. I learned so much about marriage that I had no idea about. And I think that's one of the biggest things um, during or during engagement is to just figure out more about like what marriage is and like the covenant that it is the selflessness that it is um obviously it's like living together with somebody and all this different stuff but like figuring out like what like biblically marriage is and how to have a good marriage um I have my parents are divorced and I remember a lot of people would be like are you scared to get married because of like your parents are divorced and um valid question and they'd be like are you scared are you nervous and I was like, no. I was like, I asked my parents why they got divorced, and um, they said that is because they just didn't know what marriage was going into it. 
And so I have made a goal of myself to really understand what marriage is before I go into it. And I would really give you on and pass along. I think that they were so wise in telling me that. Um, and it really helped me prepare my marriage. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for things that they walk through um, because they have been able to teach me so much. And um, I'm really thankful for just their story and their relationship. And so um, that's something that has really stuck with me is like figuring out what marriage is before you get into it. And um, I think that there is, like I said earlier, the truth sets you free. And so if you have the truth of what marriage is, then you can be free and you will set you free as far, as opposed to not knowing what marriage is and kind of being in the dark and just feeling like you don't know anything. Um, I don't really believe that that's the most freeing feeling. And so I think that if you really want to feel free in your marriage um, and in even the engagement season, I would encourage you um, to figure out the truth about what marriage is. And what, for us, that was premarital counseling. And for us, that was reading the book, The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments of Marriage. And um, sorry, that one was really funny. I don't know what I just said. I don't, I got retainers. I'm not wearing them right now. Um, and so whenever I say something funny now, it just really hits a different chord. But um, I think I'm forgetting how to talk a little bit. But anyways, so Ten Commandments of Marriage, an incredible book. And I would say this is kind of like my last piece of advice, I would say, for preparing for marriage and preparing your heart for marriage. I have made, especially this past few months, I wasn't really good at this, I will say, I wasn't really good at preparing my heart for anything marriage-wise before, besides the wedding, I would say, in the beginning of our engagement season, and then I feel like the last months is when I really got, like, serious about it, um, because at first, you're just so excited, you're trying to figure everything out, and then I feel like after, depending on, like, your engagement, probably, like, towards the middle, um, like, latter end, is whenever you really tr realize, like, okay, this is, um, really about to happen. <laughs> I need to prepare myself. And I would say for those first, that first month and a half, the first month or two, depending on how long you're engaged, like just really enjoy the season. Just soak it all in. Like I didn't even think about anything marriage. I was just enjoying the fact that I knew that I got to marry, that I get to marry the love of my life and that is chance. And so I would say that maybe if you just got engaged, like don't like try and like jump into all these things and like just, I would say really truly soak it up and be still and then kind of towards like the um, middle to the end is where I really started to like learn and just like really start to like prepare my heart. So I, if that makes sense, I feel like my my engagement process and this is just me for me, it was really soaking it in. Um, and then it kind of went, like was like my first season of engagement. And then the next season was really like preparing. And that's where Chance and I had a lot of our discussions or arguments or whatever. And those were like really preparing. That's where we did a lot of wedding planning and where we did all these just different things um, and where we started doing our premarital counseling. So anyways, because um, I remember whenever we first got engaged, I wanted to start premarital counseling like the next day <laughs> because I was just so excited to like, I just did not want to, um, I didn't want to like wait any longer. I was like, let's just go. Let's just do it. I can't wait to learn about you. We'll just do it the whole entire months. And I remember um, even Pastor was like, no, you don't need to do that yet. Like just enjoy it. Soak it in. And so anyways, that was something that really hit me. But I would say the last piece of advice I have is just to really be still. That's kind of like the soak it in thing. Um, I wrote a list of like my priorities, especially in my last months of just realizing that I'm about to, my life's about to completely change. Like not only will I be living somewhere different, 
I'll be married, I will be all traveling all over the U.S. eventually. Um, and I think that's something that I really wanted to emphasize is like wherever, where, wherever you are right now, um, write down like the priorities the, that you have that will be a lot different once you get married because your priorities will change. And for me, that was like really, really obviously like the Lord got or the Lord and chance. And then um, it was really like my family and my friends. Um, I have been trying so hard to just really enjoy that time with my family um, because that's a season that I could always grow my business. I could always have a season of that. Like I can do that anytime. Um, and even like the podcast, a lot of different things. Like um, one of the reasons why I've kind of been a little bit more quiet on it is because I've just really been trying to not over schedule myself and realizing that like I only have a month and a half left with my family and living with them and being with them and seeing my little sister go to school um, and anyways like all the things makes me emotional because I love them so much but um, and I know that I'll always have them and I'll always get to go see them but I think just really um, like write a list of things that you really want to focus on um, for this last little bit and what I said and I'm not a very strict person at all if you've ever met me or even if you probably tell I'm really not strict I'm really not harsh or anything but one thing I got um I have been in this season is if it's not on that list I wrote down everything and if it's not on that list then I'm not doing it because I need to be able to say yes to my family and I need to be able to say yes to my friends and if it's anything else on that list then I I don't need to say yes to that right now because this is just not the season there's a season to say yes perhaps to that thing but um, really just trusting in the Lord what the Lord has for me right now and just really trying to deepen those relationships and those friendships is where I feel like he has me and so Anyways, I just wanted to kind of give you that tip of advice. And I would say too, um, I guess this is kind of really the last one, but um, really enjoy time with yourself. Um, I'm not talking about like self-care routine, that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like really enjoy time with yourself and the Lord. And um, really enjoy like reading your book. Like whenever you have like these moments of like quiet, like for example, I'm in a hotel room all by myself. Like when you have these moments of quiet, like just genuinely like try and just enjoy them and just sit and just sit in peace and just realizing that um, it might not be like this for long and not in a sense of like where it's like oh I'm so sad like chance to be with me all the time like no it's gonna be a beautiful thing but just enjoying that like right now like you haven't become one yet with your spouse and it's like just enjoy um, the time of just like I know for example for me I've really been trying to read a lot and I've been trying to even like just become more organized like in my thoughts in my um and honestly my like room which I know is so silly but I've found to like really enjoy keeping my space like clean and my space organized um and really just starting to enjoy that um and I know that's kind of like a weird thing but like I don't know just try and really enjoy this time with yourself and um going on walks with yourself and just preparing your own heart and I've had those thoughts where it's like, oof, like maybe I'm not ready to be a wife yet. Like maybe I might be this or I might be that. And um, I think that like really getting alone and just like t- being your own best friend, um, obviously with the Lord too, but like also like cheering yourself on is really important. Um, and just being like, okay, like my like, yes, you might have forgotten to do this and forgotten to do that and all this different things. But that doesn't mean that you, like the Lord has given you chance. He has given you all love. Like you're not called to be perfect. Like 
there is this crazy level of pressure and perfection that is placed, especially, especially on the bride, I feel like. Um, whether it's like you need to look the fittest, you need to look like you have not eaten in the past 50 days. And y'all, it makes me so mad because that is so not how it should be. And that is so how culture tells us to be. So um, I just want to say like taking that time to be quiet with yourself and really just protect your heart um, and prepare it um, and just really enjoy the sweetness of the little bit of waiting in the silence that you have right now. And I hope just, just encourage you um, wherever you are, whether you're single or whether you're dating someone and you're looking to maybe go into that engagement season or if you're married and you're just kind of wondering what the heck I was going to want to talk about and you were just seeing maybe things that maybe could help you in your marriage. I pray and I hope that you found something um, amidst this talk and I just enjoy talking to y'all and I'm so glad um, just to get to. And so thank y'all so much for all your love and support. I have just felt so loved and so supported. And if you are single and you know Know somebody who is engaged and who is married I'm not saying to share this podcast what I want to tell you actually is to go celebrate them because a lot of times oh my gosh I can talk about this for hours but um a lot of times when people get engaged um or when they get married um you would think it's like the time where like your friends and everyone's like celebrating you the most and a lot of times you can actually like lose some friends or it can be really hard because um, maybe they just like are gonna I know it's a time where definitely like friends like mourn you and they like miss you and they're sad that you're getting married because they're like oh like that's my best friend and she's gonna be like with him all the time um, and I just want to say that like yes those things are true um, but I think that also it's such a beautiful thing and it's such a win for the kingdom and I don't know if anyone else has experienced that but I just think that it's so important just to celebrate your friends um, and not just and just walk into that season with them and just be like this is gonna be awesome and we are gonna have so much fun and I'm here for you and just because somebody is married um and that's really up to if you're this is a good piece of advice for an engaged engaged person but um whenever you're married like don't just leave your friends too you know don't just um or if you're engaged like don't just get rid of your friends but okay now see y'all later bye like I'm never gonna hang out with y'all again and I know you might be thinking like oh that's really um that's I, I would never do that but it really is easy to um whenever you get engaged or married because you're so comfortable maybe with your spouse to kind of forget about your friends and that your friends need you and so I would say it really goes both ways and and so I'd just have this as a gentle reminder and a gentle encourager um that your engaged friends are not different just because they're engaged and um just because I know that you have that constant comfort maybe of your husband or your spouse um doesn't mean that your friends don't also need your comfort too. And so anyways, if y'all want to hear more about that, then let me know because I'd love to talk to it. But I love you guys so much and I hope that you'll have an incredible day and congratulations on whatever season you're in. If you're single, if you're dating, if you're engaged, if you're married, because they are all truly, truly, truly such a gift. And I love y'all and I hope that y'all have a great day. Bye guys.